Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called, and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock great Joe Rett. South Carolina coming off a 70-63 loss to 10th-ranked Texas Tech in the SEC Big 12 shootout on Saturday at the Colonial Life Arena. And, Joe, the Gamecocks are now 13-8 overall, 4-4 in the SEC. Texas Tech improves to 17-4. They were ranked 14th in the country last week, and they jump up to number 10 in the new polls that are out this week. So, uh, tough loss for the Gamecocks, Joe. You know, Carolina trailed much of the first half, put together a nice run early in the second half, and took a five-point lead. But Texas Tech closed the game on a 17-5 to run, and they got a huge game from Keenan Evans, Joe, to beat the Gamecocks 70-63. to So, you know, chance for the Gamecocks to beat another nationally ranked opponent, but they let it get through their hands against a good Texas Tech team Saturday. Oh, they're a very good team. They're a very good, very good disciplined team. Um, none that we haven't seen before because as you see, presents a lot of uh, tough defensive teams in the SEC. So it wasn't nothing new. Uh, it was just a typical, just um, being disciplined on offense, uh, uh, being disciplined on defense, and, and just making shots. If you look at the first half, man, we were, I think we had, we only made nine field goals, but we had 10 turnovers in the first half, and you can't beat good teams like that. And to have a ratio like that, nine field goals and 10 turnovers, and only down four and a half. Hmm. It would have been down one, but we, we made a boneheaded foul uh, towards the end, and, and the guy got three shots and put them up four. And this was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. It was a great atmosphere. The crowd was, was very energized. They were into the game, and we, we you know, we gave ourselves a chance. It, we haven't been blown out much this year. It's only a few games outside of Temple and a couple other games that we were got blown out. But, uh, you know, uh, it takes like they just had a team, had a guard that took us out of it. Uh, he made Keenan Evans, like I said, he had 31 points. He made some big baskets. He put a lot of pressure on Wesley Myers and Gravit. Those two guys were in foul trouble. And uh, being trying to stop a guy like that, it kind of somewhat took them out of the offense. So we didn't get a lot of offense um, outside of our two-point guards. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of, couple of key points that I did see in the game that I was <clears throat> excuse me, happy to see. Um, Silver played. He played, he played pretty good. Um, he was excited. He was energized. At one point in the game that, that really got me excited was when he ran on the court several times and didn't get a look. And I think it was going towards the timeout. I don't know if it was Booker or Manaya. One of the, one of the times he ran on the court and didn't get the ball. And I like to see the way he got in that face. Um, he, he got in there and said, man, give me the ball. I'm running the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm busting my butt on defense. You know, he's protecting the man. He's playing defense. And when a big guy runs the floor, you have to reward him. You have to. He has to get his touches, and he didn't get enough touches the other night. And uh, I like to see that now he's a man. He knows he's 
this is his team, and he's demanding the ball. But um, outside of that, another tough loss. Um, you know, we just we're in these games, Jamison. We we are in these in these games every night, and somehow somebody has to step up and be that top dog to uh, pull us through some of these um, close games. The Gamecocks got. 29 minutes from Chris Silva, 16 points, five boards, and two steals for Silva. Justin Manaya and Felipe Hase also in double figures for the Gamecocks with 11 points. Frank Booker had nine. That intentional foul call on Booker late in the ball game was a key play. But really, Joe, the story in this game was Keenan Evans, 7 of 12 from the floor, 4 of 6 from 3, 13 of 13 at the line, 31 points in 35 minutes for Evans, and he hit that huge three late in the ball game when Texas Tech was down two. So a 17-5 run by Texas Tech after Carolina had taken a five-point lead with about five minutes left in the ball game, and Evans just took over. So hats off to Texas Tech. No doubt. You can tell he was a poised guy. I believe that he was a senior, and he did pretty much whatever he wanted. And he, his passes were so timely when, whenever we made a run, whenever we missed free throws, or whenever we didn't box out. He always came up with a big basket, either three-pointer or driving to the basket. So uh, hats off to that kid. He played a tremendous game. That's why he's one of the top players in the Big 12. And um, he was just a tough guy. He put a lot of pressure on, on our guards the other night. So um, uh, good game for him. But, you know, we have to bounce back and put that in our rearview mirror. A crowd of 14,142 watched Texas Tech beat South Carolina 70-63. to And, Joe, I thought it was ironic. It was interesting that uh, – Texas Tech beat Carolina by the same score that Tennessee did one week prior at the CLA. 70-63 to 63 was the final in both games, and I thought both games were very similar. I agree with you on that. That's so ironic, the same exact score. And, and in several situations throughout the game, uh, we got we, we, we didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, again, we shot, I think, 37% from the field goal and, and 19 from three where we previously shot so well the other night. And it just – just, I keep saying we have to be more consistent. We have to shoot a lot better. If we shoot, if we shot the ball better the other night, we'd have easily won. I truly believe that because we took the lead in the game. But uh, so many similar situations from the Tennessee game, um, just missed box out, um, didn't make free throws at the end of the game. That, that caused us the game the other night against Tennessee. Just little things that we have to capitalize on because we're not the most talented team each night outside of Van and probably Mississippi State. Uh, we're not the most talented, but we play tremendously hard, and our defense always keeps us in ball games. Joe, the SEC won the Big 12 SEC Challenge for the first time ever. The SEC won six of the ten matchups this weekend. I don't know if you got a chance to see any of the other games involving uh, the other teams in, in the two leagues play, but uh, Kentucky won at West Virginia. That surprised a lot of people, and uh, the SEC won this challenge for the first time ever. So it's you know some some proof or some ammunition to folks who are saying that the SEC is one of the best leagues in college basketball this year. Yeah, that was that was a surprise. That was, that was surprising me. That was, that was the first time that we beat those guys in this little tournament so far. But uh, again, yes, the Kentucky game was a surprise against West Virginia. Also, Alabama, who we at the beginning of the season we knew that it was going to be a really good team. They beat a real good Oklahoma team. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on the. the Sensational freshman that they got out there called Trey Young. He's like uh, everybody thinks he's the new Steph Curry, but uh, hmm. Alabama made it very, very tough for him the other night, and uh, that was another big win for the SEC. So uh, the SEC is coming along, man. I, I keep telling you about the, uh, you know, we got a lot of talent, talent coming in, and they, I, in my opinion, the main thing is the coaching. Um, you got Avery, Avery Johnson down at Alabama, of course, 
We got Frank Martin here and Bruce Pearl down at Auburn. And this upcoming game that we're going to talk about in a few minutes is Mississippi State with Ben Hollis, who has a track history from uh, coaching at Pittsburgh. Uh, he went to UCLA and had some success there. Now he's at Mississippi State now. So we got some well-known coaches here in the SEC, and uh, that was a problem in the past couple of years, I mean, before these coaches got here. But now with the coaching and the talent and the recruiting that we're getting now, uh, the SEC is really uh, stepping up this year. All right, an opportunity lost for the Gamecocks on Saturday. They were facing their fourth straight nationally ranked opponent and had a chance to beat, you know, the 14th ranked team in the country at home. Had a five-point lead late, but Texas Tech took the ball game over. So Tech wins it, and the Gamecocks are now 13-8 and eight overall. But we're back into SEC play the rest of the way now, Joe. The Gamecocks have 10 games left in the regular season. That'll be before the start of the SEC tournament. And at 4-4 four and four in the league, Joe, you know, we've heard talk that as many as eight or nine SEC teams could get into the NCAA tournament. The latest estimate that I've heard is that seven will get in. And opinions vary depending on the college basketball expert that you talk to. So we don't know exactly how many SEC teams are going to get in at this point. But, Joe, the Gamecocks clearly have got to do some work. They've got to try to separate themselves from this pack of teams that are bunched up in the middle of the SEC standings right now. Auburn 7-1, and one, alone in first. Florida's a game back at 6-2. and two. And then you have Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama at 5-3. and three. South Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss are 4-4. Four and four. And it's Mississippi State, Missouri, LSU, and Georgia at three and five. A and M and Vandy bringing up the rear at two and six. But even the teams in the bottom half of the standings, Joe, could still play their way into the NCAA tournament. So before the podcast started today, I asked you how many conference wins do you think the Gamecocks are going to have to have to get back into the tournament this year? And you said five hundred plus a couple of wins in the tournament, Joe. Yes. Uh... With the, the resume that we have, we, you know, we have some tough losses down the stretch. We're not too bad things. We lost some to some ranked teams. And we got some good wins against Kentucky, and we got a good win against Florida, who uh, were, you know, were ranked at the time. So the resume is there, and the schedule is there for us. You know, we still got uh, two games against Auburn. We've got a lot of games left. We still have uh, 10 games left in the conference. And I believe, I mean, we still have a good chance if we go 500. Uh, I think we could do better than that. Uh, we just – uh, polish up on some of the little things that we need to do to uh, finish out these games. I mean, we're there. Um, again, you know, I just, I'm just amazed at how we are slowing these games and shooting so bad in different times in the game. And that's just all about coaching. Uh, Frank is really coaching these guys and putting these guys in good situations. And these guys are making shots sometimes at, at a certain time to keep themselves in the game. But um, as far as the as far as the league, we just needs to handle our business, and it starts tomorrow on uh, Wednesday night against Mississippi State. Uh, games, especially that we have at home, um, we need to handle our business. We need to uh, pull these wins because uh, there's so many teams right now that's in the bubble. Uh, it's that time. It, this is it. Um, you got some of these teams that are out here that transferred, and this is it for them. Some of them probably won't have a post-college uh, career. So uh, some of those guys need to put that in the back of their mind. They're like, hey, this is it. Let's put it, lay it all in the line. Let's. Um, get this USC team back in the tournament. Now, we can go at least 500. That'll be tough. But, again, uh, if we do go 500, we probably would need to win a couple games in the SEC tournament or possibly win it. You never know. Um, that's just, the, you know, the way things go right now. But uh, uh, this, we just need this, just to hang in there right now. The Gamecocks will host Mississippi State on Wednesday night. We've got an 8.30 tip on the SEC network at Colonial Life. Mississippi State will come in with a 15-6 and six overall record. They're 3-5 and five in the league. 
Joe, they had lost five of seven until they beat Missouri by 12 in a Mississippi State home game over the weekend. So uh, Mississippi State is on the Gamecock schedule twice the rest of the way. we got ten games left, two of them against Mississippi State. This is a team that's three and five in the league right now. And uh, you look at two matchups with Auburn. The Gamecocks still have to host Florida. They still have to travel to Tennessee. So we got some ranked opponents left on the schedule in a game like Wednesday night's home game against Mississippi State. Very important. Very, very important. And uh, this is an up-and-coming team, I believe. This is, uh, again, Ben Howland's uh, third year. Uh, I think this team will be much better. Um, in Starkville, Starkville, Mississippi State, that's a tough place to recruit as far as the basketball. But um, um, they're, they're a tough team. They've been tough out. They, they, they've had some tough games as well. And they got another guard that we're going to be challenged by on Wednesday night. His name is Quindary Weatherspoon. I think he's averaged about 15 points, six rebounds, and about four assists. So he obviously is their glue guy. He's their everything to their team. So um, he's a junior, about 6'4". So, um, again, with the mice and, and grab it, they're going to have their hands for us. So they're going to have to step up and, uh, you know, be able to uh, slow this guy down and stop him from doing some of the things. And also, on the other side, offensively, those two guys don't have to make shots again, so like they did previously. You know, you're not, the, the shots not going to be on every night, but um, one of the two have to play extremely well. So uh, again, the Mississippi State should be a tough. It, it's going to be tough, but uh, I think this is a must. And I want to put it like that: it's a must win. But uh, for us to be in contention, we do need to just handle our business against a team that you know that we should win against. Yeah, it looks like with the 10 games left that this is one the Gamecocks have really got to have when you consider Auburn twice and nationally ranked opponents in Florida and Tennessee still on the schedule. A home game against Mississippi State is one the Gamecocks will have to have. So after the Bulldogs on Wednesday, Joe, the Gamecocks go to Texas A&M. An incredible disappointment Texas A&M has been this year, but you know that team's got talent. Long road trip for the Gamecocks. That will probably not be easy. And then the Gamecocks head to Arkansas, and Arkansas is always a very difficult place to go win. Then the Gamecocks host Florida, and then they travel to Tennessee. So another tough stretch of games coming up. 11th-ranked Auburn on the schedule after that. So, uh, you know, very important to take care of these games, playing at home against a team that's not nationally ranked because the Gamecocks are going to see some very good teams coming up in the month of February. So you feel like this is a critical ball game for South Carolina Wednesday night. Again, an 8.30 tip. It'll be on the SEC Network and a chance for the Gamecocks to get to over 500 in the league. Joe, wasn't that long ago? The Gamecocks were 1-3 and three in league play. <laughs> it wasn't that long. And, and, and it's good to see the maturation of this team. Um, we, we were a little down on them early on, but um, the team fought. Uh, they kept, you know, believing in themselves. And, and Again, it was some close games that we should have won. Uh, just finishing those games out would be a different right now. So it's South Carolina and Mississippi State coming up on Wednesday night, and then the Gamecocks will have two consecutive road games at Texas A&M on Saturday, and then a Tuesday night game at Arkansas. So quick turnaround for the trip to Arkansas, and then uh, Saturday against Florida, and the following Tuesday at Tennessee. So a couple Tuesday night midweek games coming up here for the Gamecocks. So, Joe, we're getting down to crunch time now. The Mississippi State game will be on January the 31st, and then we're into the month of February. And this is when you've got to do work. If you're going to get in a tournament, if you want to be a legitimate threat uh, in the NCAA tournament, you know, postseason basketball is what it's all about. And the month of February will go a long way toward determining uh, what the Gamecocks are going to be able to do this year. Absolutely. And, and that's what the NCAA the tournament, uh, that's what they're looking at. They want to see teams getting hot towards the end of the year, 
Um, are they trending upward? Are they playing good basketball? Uh, you can have some good wins throughout the year, but are you hot? Are you getting hot at the right time? And that's what those guys are looking at. So with these ten games left, that, that I believe that are winnable. Uh, we just go out there and handle our business and, and, and try to play the way we can and get hot. You know, when we can do. I mean, we're in every game. All we just need to get hot and make some shots, and the sky will be the limit for this team. So. Uh, uh, starting with Mississippi State on Wednesday night, we we go out there and get above 500 again, and have this tough stretch. You know, prior to the stretch here, prior to this stretch, we're about to come up now. We didn't think we'd be uh, what three and two out of this out of this stretch, this tough stretch against Florida and all those Kentucky games. So, hey, it can be done. It can be done. I know those guys down there working and doing what they need to do to uh, try to you know sure up some of the, the the small things, the the fouls, the uh, um, missing free throws. So if we could do 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 the little things that we need to do, we could win some more ball games. We'll be above 500 this last 10 games. 8.30 tip Wednesday night at Colonial Life. It'll be on the SEC Network, South Carolina and Mississippi State. Key game in the SEC. And Joe Rett, Gamecock great, is my partner each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Good talk today, Joe. We'll do it again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you, my man. That's Joe Rett, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> 